Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. One of the biggest issues that seems to confront men is the challenge of taking on leadership as a father. The prevailing media and Hollywood movie image of fathers seems to be that of a bumbling, no-hoper, consumed by alcohol, gambling and sport, who lives for a beer and a barbecue and craves opportunity to escape the demands of family life. Now, that may be a little extreme, but how might we contrast the notion of fatherhood with a biblical image of what it is to be a father? Andrew Houghton is part of a ministry called The World Needs a Father. Andrew, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you. Andrew, you've been doing this a long time now, and you're in Australia establishing this ministry, The World Needs a Father. You've come on a long journey to get to this point. The ministry is well established overseas. You're looking to get started in Australia and to see this ministry established here. Give us a little bit of an in a nutshell story of how the journey has gone so far. Okay. Well, thank you, Neil. Well, my The World Needs a Father is an organization, a movement which seeks to train men and help men step into that position of leadership um, in their families. Um, my own story has been part of this because I was a fatherless boy um, brought up in England, born in England uh, in, the, in the 1950s. And out of that, um, the brokenness of being a fatherless boy, my mum was a single mum. She was 43 when she had me uh, as a, her only ever child. Um, at a time in England when it was a shameful thing, people would cross the road to avoid her because um, there she was, a single pregnant lady. Um, I, of course, didn't understand any of that. I just grew up as a normal boy and was, you know, involved with life and doing bits and pieces. But when I got married um, to my, my wife now, we've been married 43 years, uh, Fiona, we met at university. Um, it was very apparent within a very short time that I had no idea about what a husband should be because I hadn't been exposed. Um, and then lo and behold, we had a, a series of children, uh, three children, a, a daughter and two sons. And I had no framework. I, I wasn't a Christian. I only became a Christian when my daughter, my oldest, was two years old. And and that journey has has very much paralyzed the world needs a father because I've had to learn what are the responsibilities of being a husband, a father, a grandfather now? I've got five grandchildren um, at this stage, hopefully more. So the world needs a father began with a, with a, a sense of lack. Um, we can see, if, if you look in Australia, but in every country around the world, you can see that men, not all men, there's some excellent men, there's some excellent families, there's excellent fathers, but many men are lost. The values that we used to take for granted, Neil, the, the values which were sort of just put there, you know, behavior and um, morality and biblical values, they've gradually been eroded and they've been lost. And, and we've got this void in, in which men are assumed the image, the Hollywood you mentioned, the beer and the barbecue. Men and sort of look at this and think, well, a, a real man, you know, doesn't eat quiche, we used to say, you know, a real man would drink lots of beer. This is absolutely nothing 
to do whatsoever with being a real man, and it's nothing to do with fatherhood. And if you didn't have a father who gave you that framework to start with, you start with a sense of confusion, and your idea of manhood is shaped more purely by what you're seeing in the media. Absolutely. And um, I I think a very significant comment about this ministry and about... The mums, the mothers, they, they do everything they can. They generally, the, the, the mothers are, are running the single parent families um, and, they, and they do their best. But the mother can never be a father. So your world is shaped um, by um, your mum. And in my case, my mother, <laughs> she didn't like my father. That's an English understatement. She said to me that men were not trustworthy. You couldn't rely on them. They were better off. We, we were better off without them. That's awfully confusing for a young boy coming into puberty, coming into to manhood, to be told that actually men are not worth anything. And so your worldview gets shaped by your, your family circumstances, and that's the primary one, I think, in, in this age, media, um, and by the people you meet, by the schools, what, what are the values taught in the schools, by, by the, the men you meet. I was actually very fortunate. I had an amazing number of good male teachers but it still didn't touch the void, the empty void on the inside that, as a little boy, said, well, where's my dad? Where's my dad? And as a young teenager especially, you're looking around for those role models. Sometimes we find them in sport. Sometimes we're seeing them as our uh, Hollywood screen idols. Uh, And some of us have the benefit of having role models uh, who are modelling a godly fatherhood Uh, image how does the godly fatherhood image impact on a man profoundly but sadly in many cases um the men the godly men well in my experience um there's been an absence of godly men there's an awful lot of godly women who have spoken into my life. Um, I, I grew up in Coventry in England um, in the, the 50s and the 60s, and I was a member of a youth group in Coventry Cathedral. I wasn't a Christian. I joined the youth group because I was interested in, in the girls. I was interested in the social life. And I can say to you that virtually every person who influenced me was a woman. The godly men were, were seemed to be very distant. They were involved in, I don't know what they were involved in, but I, I know now, because I've, I've been a pastor myself, I've, I've run a youth center in Taiwan, I've, I've worked with drug addicts, I've worked with um, young Asian people who, are, who need um, a different sort of father to, to the traditional Asian father, and I've worked with Australian kids, and I know the power and the influence you can have as a godly man. Um, not p- always pushing ba- Bible down people, although that's that's obviously very important, but actually speaking life and speaking encouragement and saying, come on, you can do this and dream big and think about the world that's out there or, or you know, you are valuable. And also men are, you have responsibilities and this is how you behave. So a godly man is vital. And there's clearly a framework that makes up the ministry of the world needs a father. And you've seen this ministry established now in a number of nations, uh, in Hong Kong, in Taiwan. In fact, the ministry is around the world in 75 countries, but not well established in Australia. You're in Australia now. You're looking to find men who are in regional centres, 
who might be raised up to be representatives in those centres all around Australia, almost like sparks around the place, igniting into a raging fire of wonderful fatherhood and, of course, husbandhood goes along with that. What's your aspiration for those men listening to our conversation now saying, I recognise there's a void like that too, but I've never seen a framework, I've never seen something I can work with that I might be able to put my skills of leadership to work. What's your message to those men? Step up and have a go. I mean, it's. Um, I think for men, we, we, we respond to systematic training. We respond to um, systematic, logical ways of thought. I, that's the way our brains are made. And I think one of the issues is in, in, in any country, we'll, we'll, we'll take Australia, is that people get so busy, they're so occupied dealing with them. Um, the day-to-day issues of life and, and leaders in a church. I mean, churches are one of the busiest places in the world, I think, for taking people's time. Um, we have to speak about something for the men if they're going to do it, and it would be called the compelling reason. Why would you desire to get involved with the ministry such as the world needs a father? The compelling reason for Cassie Carsons, who was the pastor in, in Tanzania, was he saw the um, and he heard of the impact of fatherless teenagers and the violence and the damage that, that, that was done. My companion reason is that I understand the, I, I, I'm like a Swiss cheese with a big hole in the middle. The, the being fatherless is, is you look good on the outside, you, you smell good, you can present well, but on the inside, and all of us have this in different degrees, we, we've got a series of holes. And if you're fatherless, those holes can influence your life. So my companion reason is, um, I want other people, young men, um, to have a different experience to me. I, I want them, those holes to be filled by God. I want them to be filled by understanding. So t- in, in talking to men out there who hear this, um, in a sense, you, you've got to say, what would be my compelling reason? Is it your love for your country? Is it love for your family? Is it somebody you know in your own family? When you look at your church and you look at young, young people, um, what do you see? Ask God to show you what is the... Um, what are the holes in people? And if you have a compelling reason, men, we need to be intentional. We need to step up and say, and it's one of the things of leadership, isn't it, Neil? We need to be intentional. I need to achieve this. I'm going to achieve this. And how do I achieve it? And in a sense, I'm a catalyst to help men bring to bring training and to give them opportunities to to take a framework and to build their own framework in their own community. Andrew, the ministry is called The World Needs a Father. How will people connect with you? And how do you hope that relationship might grow over the coming months of this year? Well, we, we, we will, there will be a website. You can go onto the website and, and find us, The World Needs a Father. And if you go to Australia... You will find me <laughs> um, dressed in a purple shirt and a straw hat for some reason. But there you go. You're f- and, and you can connect to me through that website. If you like, I, the very essence of being a father is walking alongside people. It's not a one-off intersection, although they can be important in life. So the, what I would love to do is to build um, a network. I love your image of the fires, the spark, sparking plugs across Australia. Um, I'm, I'm a retired uh, engineer at this stage. My, my intention would be to travel, to visit, to train in communities, to raise up men who would take this and, and actually raise up couples. 
because we're not excluding the, the, the wives and the grandmothers and the mums. That's, that's something we can talk about later. But the essence of the world needs a father is, is a mentorship, is a, a, a fathering, it's a walking alongside and giving people the tools which then they take. And, and you know, the, 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 there's an image that you want your son to walk on your shoulder. Right, and you want your children to do better than you. Well, in in ministry, that should be our aim as well, shouldn't it? We should be training others to to take this vision much further than we're able to do ourselves. So the ministry in Australia is in its infancy at the present time, but in 75 countries around the world, and an opportunity here to connect with a framework that will make sense and that will be that walking alongside experience that we all as men need to have in the role models that we have as we aspire to be good fathers. The ministry is The World Needs a Father. The website, theworldneedsafather.com. And when you go onto that web- website, you'll see the smiling face of Andrew Houghton. He's the connecting point in Australia. And uh, for fathers, those who are aspiring to be good fathers and those who are aspiring to lead, in a sense, in your community, uh, you might need to make some contact. Theworldneedsafather.com. Andrew Houghton, we'll talk again over the weeks ahead, no doubt. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.